What did oh. you say about Sidney Crosby? Oh, he's had the same jock strap since he started joining the league in 2005. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Play Like a Girl. It is November 3rd. This week we're talking about the World Series and superstitions in sports. Let's start off with the schedule for the weekend. Men's tennis and women's tennis are both at the Jack Kramer Club Invitational. Volleyball will be at Colorado, 5 p.m. And women's soccer versus Washington State at home, 7 p.m. On Saturday, the men's and women's tennis tournaments continue. Volleyball will be at Utah at 6 p.m. And football will play Oregon at home at 7.05. On Sunday, men's tennis and women's tennis continue. And men and women's rowings are at Head of the Lake tournament, which is all day Sunday. Okay, so let's start off with In My Defense. This week, I wrote about the World Series, specifically how Houston Astros first baseman Yuli Gurriel made some racist gestures during a game and while the MLB did punish him their punishment doesn't won't take effect until next season he's suspended for the first five games of next season so I sort of explored that issue and why I felt that punishment should have been dealt sooner rather than later the MLB did have reasons why they chose to delay it and they were that they didn't feel like it was fair to the other players on the Astros. They wanted Gurriel to lose salary, which isn't something that happens if you're suspended during the playoffs. And I believe they wanted Hugh Darvish, who the gesture was directed to, to be able to move past it. I don't necessarily agree with their reasons because I feel like missing a game of the World Series would have much more of an impact than losing salary for five games out of 162. I also felt that this could have been a learning experience for more than just Grail, but for fans as well. And when they see that this punishment is delayed, they see that, you know, racism is allowed to fly, which we sort of knew because the MLB has a team called the Indians with a very racist logo. I just said that I had a problem with the fact that they obviously delayed it until next season. And I guess what really bothered me was that they said that they didn't want to, what did they say, they didn't want it to affect the other players. But I think that he's a grown man. He should be responsible for his actions. It was an offensive gesture. It was a racist gesture. And I think that, like, that shouldn't come into play. I think that he needs to be responsible for his actions. And if that means that he ends up hurting his team, so be it. It's his choice. Mm -hmm. He should know what his actions are. Like when he said, oh, that wasn't my intention. It's not really... His intention doesn't really matter. Yeah, and it's not like he had good intentions either. So whether or not he intended it, it was perceived a different way. And you can't tell someone how to feel or like you can't tell someone how they took the action. So I think that that is just irrelevant at this point, honestly. Yeah, I just think it was a cop-out on behalf of... Major League Baseball and that they are acting like they took care of the problem when they pushed off to next season, they didn't take action now. I'm not saying he needed to be suspended for multiple games. Even if they had him sit out for the rest of the game, I think that would have been, even just as a symbolic gesture, it would have meant a lot more to fans and the other team than him losing money a year from now. Mm -hmm. This is a lot more important game than any of those five games will be. Like, he's missing opening day, but... I don't think that matters as much as missing even part of a game as the World Series would. But he said his intention wasn't to offend him. But, like, if you do that, what is your intention? He said it was respectful. 
Yeah, his explanation for it was also just very strange. Yeah. It was. He never really addressed or I don't I mean he apologized, but I don't know. It I didn't was, it, it wasn't a true apology. It wasn't the best apology. It was like a I didn't mean to offend. Yeah. yeah. And Gabby brought up a good point just by like if someone says this was offensive, you offended me, you don't get to be like, Oh, I didn't mean to. The yeah. end result is that that person was offended. You did that to another person, and whether or not you meant to be offensive doesn't really matter. I mean, if anything, I don't know, like, what was he supposed to say? Like, I deliberately tried to offend him? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what he tried to do. Yeah. Yeah, intention doesn't matter. He just needs to apologize at this point. And, I mean, you Darvish was very, like, gracious about it and was like, you know, he can learn from this. But I feel like this is bigger than just, like, the two of them at this point, like, Major League Baseball is really one of the only places where you can see Japanese people in the media. Like, growing up, I had Major League Baseball and books about the internment, and that was the only representation. And so seeing, like, that in Major League Baseball is something that's okay, is something that could be really damaging for Japanese people in this country, for young Japanese kids in this country who already, you know, rarely see someone like them on TV. Well, I was just agreeing with that, where I think that it's nice that he wants to kind of move on from that, but I do agree that it's bigger than them, and I think that if they were kind of... Well, I mean, they did kind of push it aside by pushing it off till next season, but if they do that, then it's going to be repeated, and it's just like setting a precedence for like overlooking the racist gestures or offensive acts because the victim, I guess, overlooks it. I just think that it's, it's bigger than him. I was going to say that it speaks to a larger problem in Major League Baseball as a league and across different cities and different teams because depending on where you are, like my dad is a Red Sox fan and Boston is an extremely racist city. Red Sox games at Fenway Park, there's a lot of racial language being thrown around. Fans are really hostile. And I think the MLB likes to pretend they're a really inclusive league and they like to trump an inclusion, but this was an opportunity for them to do something that would actually have an impact and would be something of substance. And rather than taking that responsibility seriously, they kind of pawned it off. And I know that you also mentioned the point in your column of like, they said that they wanted him to lose some of his salary, but it actually wasn't a big, it's not really. He's going to lose about $382,700. He makes $12.4 million next year. He so doesn't really need the $300,000. He's still making over $12 million. Yeah. And it's toward diversity. And he has to do, like, diversity training or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like... It just felt like the like the statement that the MLB is making is that racism is bad, but, like, the World Series is more important. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know. I think that's just a shitty thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, Go team. Yeah. So, continuing on the vein of the World Series... For our hot take this week, we're going to talk about superstitions in professional sports and sports in general. And I guess we'll kick this off with, as I'm a Cubs fan, superstitions are something that have really played into, like, you know, the whole narrative of the Cubs, especially the the curse of the billy goat and how we were cursed for such a long time and only just finally the curse was broken. And so just how, like, the idea of curses and superstitions play into, like, how we perceive sports. A nice spooky hot take for Halloween. Mm-hmm. So do March Madness predictions count as, like, is, is that within the field? Uh, I was thinking more like... More like superstitions, like if you don't wash your hat or 
What did you say about Sidney Crosby? Oh, he's had the same jock strap since he started joining the league in 2005. Like, that's just gross. Ew. And Haley mentioned, like, the Curse of the Billy Goat. I, mean, I said earlier that my dad is a Red Sox fan, so I grew up talking about the Curse of the Bambino, which is basically that once Babe Ruth left the team, the Red Sox didn't win for 89 years. And he, I wouldn't say he really believed it, but it's just interesting whenever I talked about the games with my family or other Red Sox fans, how no one really believes it, but whenever they lose, you still fall back on the curse to, like, blame what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sidney Crosby as well. He also won't talk to his mom or his sister on game days, and he eats the same thing before every game. So, like, it's just kind of interesting, like, rituals and superstitions that athletes in general have as well. A lot of people on my basketball team, like, all four years, my friend never washed her socks as she wore. That's, that's her just... superstition. Nasty. Oh, my God. Even my little brother, he's 14. He wants to be a professional baseball player when he grows up. But he never, his hats are, like, really gross because they're sweaty and dirty. And I'm like, why don't, please wash your hat. Like, this is disgusting. And he thinks it's bad luck to wash his hat. He's like, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose something if I wash my hat. Like, it's very, it's interesting. He eats, like, similar snacks before he goes to practice. And, like, superstition is just so ingrained in sports culture. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's also nice to kind of, even though they are superstitions, it's nice to have something that's, like, habitual, you know, it's a routine, and it kind of makes you comfortable versus, like, I don't know if it's something new. Like, if you get new basketball shoes and you go out to the court, like, you got to break them in first kind of thing. I know it's different, but just, like, having something that makes you comfortable, I think, also kind of lies in the superstition. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people like about sports in general, that it is routine, you know, what to expect, and superstitions definitely play into that. Mm-hmm. So three years ago, Sports Illustrated published an article saying the Houston Astros, who were at the time one of the worst teams in the MLB, would be the 2017 World Series champions. Sports and Illustrated published it? Sports Illustrated. Who wrote it? Like a, what, like a well-known sports writer? Yeah. What and was his reasoning? Well, they were rebuilding at the time, and he was saying like they were picking up a lot of really good guys, and like it was going to be a good team in a couple of years. And it was, like, going to be enough to help them make the World Series. So it was all based in, like, fact and stuff. Yeah. But people were still like, oh, no, the Astros are really bad, so it's not going to happen. And that's something I can definitely see. Like, even in the NHL, there are teams who have a lot of good players, but they're just not good. And getting good players doesn't necessarily make them a whole lot better. So I can see why people would also be skeptical. Was Ben Reader? Basically, I thought that was pretty interesting how they were, like, basically spot on because now the Astros are, like, leading in the World Series 3-2, to two, and they only need to win one more game to win. This is, like, actually by the time this podcast comes out, that it's entirely possible they will have already won. I'm not sure. Coming to from the past. Yeah. Or lost. Yeah. It could happen. The Indians dropped a 3-1 lead. I really do not want the Dodgers to win, though, so I'm hoping the Astros pull through. I'm, I'm not a Dodgers fan. I really wanted it to be a Yankees-Dodgers World Series because they're two of the most hated teams mm-hmm. in the league, and I think that would have been really interesting. Yeah. I would have wanted the Yankees to lose because Alexis is a Yankees Yeah, fan. I would have jumped. If, it was, if, they're, if the Dodgers and the Yankees are together, I'll hate the Yankees more, but if it's the Dodgers versus anyone else, I hate the Dodgers too. Mm-hmm. Overall, White Sox are my least favorite. Because mm. as a Cubs fan, it's yeah. just a bias that I have to have. But they're not but, great. Yeah, I don't really need to worry about yeah, hating kind them. Of, yeah. Just like, yeah, so predictions in sports. So what you were talking about earlier about, like, March Madness. Uh, yeah, I was talking more about March Madness predictions. 
that's something too that can be like sort of based on chance but a little bit also based on facts sports illustrated writers could have been totally wrong like the astros could have like just bombed the next three years yeah but they're in the world series now and like you can like take a chance and get stuff right like that and there are people who like have really good march madness brackets mine was almost a hundred percent like i got everyone everyone right until the finale and when it was wisconsin against you because wisconsin's my team so i picked wisconsin and they lost you got everything right except the fi- except the final game yeah yeah i did really badly oh my and, God. Uh, that's really impressive. <laughs> that is really impressive. <laughs> I did really badly in that NHL one last year because I was like, we're totally going to beat the Penguins. Uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> it really did not happen. So that threw off my entire bracket. Yeah. Because it was the first round. Yeah, the thing about the brackets are like, if you just miss one, then it's just like the whole... It's all, it's mm-hmm. a domino effect. It's all downhill yeah, from there. Yeah, especially yeah. in the first round. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing, though, when, like, a low-ranked team ends up beating the first seed. Mm-hmm. That's always the best. Yeah, like, um, the Preds were the 16th seed in the NHL last year, and they went to the final, and now they're terrible again this year. But it's always fun when stuff like that happens, especially mm-hmm. in, like, games that aren't really by chance. Like, hockey's not. I mean, it's sort of like anyone can win, but, yeah. Yeah. Predictions are interesting, like... There are people, like, I was watching the Sabres play the Blue Jackets uh, last Wednesday, and someone was like, the Sabres are going to be contenders soon. The Sabres are really, really bad. I don't think anything is going to make them a contender at this point. I feel like you hate a a lot of hockey teams. I don't hate the Sabres. They're just not good. I remember one episode, she went off on the Penguins. I think it was, wasn't it a summer reporter? Haley gets fired up about hockey very easily. (laughs) The Sabres are just really bad. They're just... I know nothing about hockey. Not Every time you talk about hockey, I'm like... I. My eyes glaze over. Same with baseball, though. Like, those are the two sports I'm not really... I can talk about other sports that I don't watch, but hockey, I'm just like... Yeah, I know nothing about hockey. Mm. <sighs> it's fun. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like watching replays at the gym, though. Mm-hmm. I do. It's pretty... It's, like, fun, fast-paced. Sometimes they fight, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks for listening to another episode of Play Like a Girl. You can find us at uwpodcast.com and on iTunes, and you can follow us along on Twitter and join the conversation at uwplaylikeagirl. I'm Aiden Walker. And I'm Blake Peterson. Together, we host a podcast called Cinema Adventure, where we discuss movies with important guests, talk about their favorite movies, and recommend movies that you may have never heard of before. So join us every other Monday on the Soundbite Network so we can film you in. Uh, Wasn't that good? It was really good. It's a good pun, isn't it? (laughs) For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbite's website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com.